All right, everybody, welcome back to the Black Dogs Sports Podcast. Our host, AJ, won't be joining us tonight, so it'll just be myself, Derek, and Coach Viv breaking down the NFL draft. We're going to be joined later by a friend of mine, Stephen M. Smith, and another friend of mine, Mike Patton. Stephen M. Smith is of Touchdown Alabama, so, you know, we're bringing the enemy over to discuss the draft a little bit for a quick little segment. Um, but tonight, what we're going to do is our draft special. It won't be nothing too heavy, but we're kind of just going to break down the Bulldogs got drafted. Some of the undrafted guys, maybe discuss if Mullen deserved a little more credit. Uh, does this kind of prove how much how terrible Moorhead was? And then we'll kind of do an around the SEC segment, something just to add uh, um, about talking about some of the SEC guys that got drafted. And then we'll kind of finish kind of talking about what Bulldogs are potentially get drafted next year and maybe some of the hijinks from the draft. Um, so I'll kick it to our senior member. I, I'm trying to remember who is the senior member right now. Is it Kendrick or Derek right now? The, the I'll kick it to uh, Derek. Just Wait a, a minute, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, am, I really, am I really older than you, Kendra? I can't remember. We, we now in this discussion. When's your birthday? Are you sure? <laughs> July 24th, 1980. Wait a minute. No. Ah, you older. Start talking. The last time I said my birthday was in January, you were like, ah, oh, I'm the older one. But now. Um, so, so you're 40 now? I am already 40. We won't blame it on your internet. Probably couldn't understand you. No, I would, say, I, would, I, would, I would say we're gonna kick it to which one of them got the best Greek, but I don't want to start a war. So uh, <laughs> I don't want to go. I, I don't want to go there. Uh, so we'll just kick it to uh, Coach Bill first. What's up, everybody? Coach Bills is in the building. Um, that's right. We're gonna kick this thing off, man. We're gonna. I'm excited as usual to talk uh, Mississippi State sports, and I don't. I only have one thing to say, and that's go. Chiefs. Well, I'm glad that you said go Chiefs because I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. I'm one of the happiest Bulldogs in the land right now. And you're going to find out why. Later now that we on said that, I'm going to say, give a shout out to my big brother who's been a Chiefs, had a Chiefs starter jacket back in middle school. He's two years older than me, so you know that was a lot yeah, he had a Chiefs starter jacket, so he's been a Chiefs fan. Paul, I didn't even, I didn't even know those existed. <laughs> yeah, he's a big Chiefs fan. All right, so and Jeremiah, um, uh, Mike Patton is on. So yeah, well, I guess uh, I wanted them to come for the next segment, but we can go ahead and make it work. Uh, so Mike, you there with us, man? Just uh, let the fans know how you doing. Uh, what's going on, man? What's going on? Long, been a long time, man. <laughs> yeah, like some years, man. What's going on? I thought it would be a good segment to add some of my guys. I know y'all bring uh, the analysis, man, so I thought it would be a good podcast to kind of throw some new people into the mix. All right, so, man, just uh, just tell the Bulldog fans how you feeling. Man, uh, just uh, how I'm feeling about the draft, anything, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So another one of my friends, a uh, former co-host of the shop with Jay Short and Steven, I guess it's M. Smith now. Uh, so Steven, just tell everybody how you doing, man. He has a successful podcast over there at Alabama. He has Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Just tell the fans how you feeling, man. Uh, this isn't live, so I don't think too many people are going to be throwing anything at you for being from Alabama. I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> He's still not safe. <laughs> I don't think they were. They got what do y'all got like five, six national championships now in the last ten years? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let's go ahead and get started. You know, I'm Jay Short. I hadn't announced myself, but 
Um, let's go ahead and just jump into it, man. I'm sure guys are busy. Let's just talk about some of the board out draftees. Uh, we had five guys get drafted um, this past over Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Willie Gay got taken by the Chiefs, Derek's Chiefs. Cam Dancer got taken by the Vikings. Tyree Phillips got taken by, what was it, the Ravens. Uh, Tommy Stevens, surprisingly, got taken by the Saints. I'm still kind of wondering about that one. And then Brian Cole got taken by the Vikings, uh, the same as uh, Cam Dancer. So let's kind of just break down some of these guys. Let's kind of just go player by player. I mean, we might not better go everybody uh, for every player, but let's uh, talk about Willie Gay first. Uh, obviously, we know, like, some of the issues he dealt with of uh, his last year at Mississippi State. Um, but his talent was too good for people to kind of pass up on. So, like, he got drafted in the second round. He probably was a first round, in my opinion, maybe even a top 10, top 15 talent. But he got taken in the second round possibly because of character concerns. And really, he really had not much body of work considering he only played in four games, five games this past year. And he only had started five or six games in his career. But, you know, obviously his talent, again, was too much for uh, Andy Reid to ignore. So, first, I'm just going to go to Kendrick, man. Let's talk about, like, Willie Gay and – like, what he's going to be able to do at the pro level. First, let me say this. Let me start by saying I am a homer. Um, I've been knowing Willie since he was in the eighth grade. And um, he hasn't changed a bit. So, um, I, I, I can see him all the time. He's like, what's up, coach, and everything. We have a conversation and all of that. Um, so, the character thing, I think that's just more of, you know, taking some – he's been in bad situations, period. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, as far as the cheating goes – I mean, show me a show me a program that's not cheating on tests, and you know, and I'll show you a program that doesn't have football. Because <laughs> I mean, that, so he he just got caught along with a whole bunch of more kids. So we just gonna say he has character issues. It's crazy, all right. Um, but then and then what the Kentucky game, first game back, adrenaline rush. You take your helmet off. Okay, that's dumb. All right, we get that. But then the second one, if anybody watched that game, knew it was crazy. It was like, dude, really, he shouldn't have got thrown out of that game. But his character should, shouldn't be in question. Um, mm-hmm. Like they said on the draft, they called and called and called and talked about this kid. Man, nothing but high praise for him. Um, anybody that's ever been around him has nothing but high praise for him. Um, that aside, nope, this is the Black Dogs podcast. He punched somebody for a reason, people. If anybody <laughs> don't know, he punched him for a reason. <laughs> Rock them, sock them robots. So, if, if you're going to talk, and every program has fights, Willie just knew how to fight better than Schrader, period. All right, anyway. High-caliber <laughs> high talent. Like you said, first-round talent. He's the fastest guy on the field sometimes at linebacker. You know, uh, so mm-hmm. that's, that's a positive. He plays physical plays downhill. Um, the Chiefs got a winner. And um, I read something with Andy, Andy Reid or somebody wrote or said that was saying they're, they're expecting him to get on the field um, next year um, as a starter, potentially. Um, they said they already have some pieces. I haven't done my research on Kansas City. Um, Derek might know uh, more about that. But um, we're looking at him to get on the field right away. Um, like I say, I'm a homer. That's my guy. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm ready to get my jersey, number 50. We ready to ride. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get there, and then we're going to come to the, to the other guys there from a Chief fans, fans' perspective. How quickly do you think Willie Gay gets on the field? Immediately. <laughs> Linebacker is a position of need for my Chiefs. Yes, we are the defending Super Bowl champions, but our defense was lacking in stopping the run. 
he is going to bring something to our defense, speed, athleticism, um, an angry tackler, something that we need in Kansas City. He's going to be an immediate contributor. He's also going to be looked at to rush the passer. He runs a 4-4-40. So you take advantage of that speed to put pressure on the 40. Um, and, and, you know, I also talk about something that uh, I saw in the read um, said about Willie Gay is that when they talked with Willie Gay, he, he took ownership of the mistakes that he made at Mississippi State uh, with, with, with the, um, the tutor situation and the fight uh, with, with the quarterback. He didn't blame anybody. He took it upon him to say it was my fault, my bad. I'm going to learn from it. And if that doesn't let you know that you have a, a young man who's humble and who can admit that he's made a mistake, I don't know what more it is to say. Go Willie Gay, go my Chiefs. Uh, that, see, man, that, man, that man trying to catch that check. Now, I will say this. My thing is, I'm more about action, not about words. So, I mean, my thing is, hopefully, right. you know, the course of his NFL career, he doesn't make any of those mistakes again. I mean, we all make mistakes when we're young. So, hopefully, he's learned from that. All right. So, I'm going to go to Mike first out of our, you know, our guest that's joining us for the first time. What do you think about – I don't know how familiar you are with Willie Gay, but what do you think his potential is – As um, his potential is at the pro level? Uh, the pro level is definitely a great fit for him. Uh, he's going into a defense that fits more of the things that he likes to do. I don't know if necessarily he's a pass rusher, but the thing is Reggie Ragland left, and he went to Detroit Lions. So he slides right in. It, it, even if he doesn't start, he's going to get a lot of playing time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's an upgrade over Reggie Ragland because he can actually cover people as opposed to being a liability in the passing game. So, yeah, that was the Alabama dig. If, if, I was going to say, this is a perfect transition. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he definitely is a better all-around player in terms of a linebacker than what Reggie Ragland is. And that's definitely upgrade. And he's definitely going to play a lot for them this year. I would say, Steven, your rebuttal. No, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not offended by it. I'm not offended by it. I'm not covering Reggie Ragland. Reggie at times would be great in pass coverage, and Reggie would get burnt like toast in pass coverage. So I'm not offended at all, you know, by the statement. But just going back to Willie, to Willie Gay, this is a big-time talent. I mean, this is a guy that's going to play right with Chris Jones, you know, on that right. defensive front and being able to affect the quarterback, stop the run, play in pass coverage. So it's about time that the Chiefs get something to buy defensively I can be just as good as that legion of Zoom they got on offense. <laughs> legion of Zoom. That's a, <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting name. I had heard that one before. I might have to uh, steal that. No, I won't. But uh, I guess my thing is Willie Gay, you know, I, I'll be first. I kind of worry a little bit. Like he did, he had some sketchy stuff happen while he was in college. But, I mean, people make mistakes when they're young. So, hopefully he kind of – I think the infrastructure, Kansas City is the perfect team for him to go to, not just, you know, schematically where he can come in and play. But it's so he won't have to get frustrated by lack of playing time or somebody holding him back, um, being a second round pick. But you got Chris Jones, you got Braxton Hoyet, you got Martinez Rankin, and I want to say we got even someone else on the team. So that's going to be a situation where he got somebody to hang with, some guys that can kind of mentor him and kind of hover around him. He don't have to go there and you know make new friends. He got his boy, he got his dogs, so he's going to be able to go there and kind of. You know, those guys going to be able to show him the ropes. Chris Jones has established himself as one of the top five D tackles in the league. So, I mean, he's going to be able to show him what it takes to be a great pro. So, um, I know we you know, spoke. Just, 
Go ahead. We're not, only just, we're not only just that. I mean, even though this guy's an LSU guy, you got Honey Badger Matthew over there. Yeah, a guy who went through his own right. shared character concerns when he was in college. So he understands what it's like. So I think, you know, he'll probably be able to steer him the right way. But although his issues probably were slightly different, but there's some similarities there. Um, we're not going to – go ahead. One thing I want to point out to you as well, also Andy Reid is known for taking people with character concerns and giving them second chances Mike, or yeah. to prove themselves. So this <laughs> is the perfect slide for for him to go right there to Kansas City. And I will say, I don't think Willie Gays are as pronounced as everybody makes it out to be. Like I said, I don't consider Tudor Gay. Like when guys cheat on stuff, I don't look at that the same as, you know, like Jameis Winston, what he did in college or some of these other guys, Johnny Manziel. You know, he cheated on, on some tests. I mean, that's about – as American as Ole Miss. So, I mean, that's just what it is. Um, so. <laughs> but see, listen at this, though. I mean, like I said, I, I keep going to bat for him because, you know what I'm saying, I'm a homer. You know, I've been knowing the kid. But outside of football, well, of course, you got the cheating thing. But outside of football, you have nothing on this kid. Right. Everything that's happened, that's character issues, were football related. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was – and it's, it's pretty much – Come from okay. You had a fight with your teammate, which happens, and then uh-huh. thrown out the game. Like I said, one that was sketchy. I think he got thrown out of the Ole Miss game the prior year. But mm-hmm. it's all about it's all it's 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 stuff that can be harnessed and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's nothing. I'm I'm still trying to wrap my mind over. Oh my God, it's a character concern. Like what are we looking at? You know, and so, but again, let's talk about football. Let's get off the character. I apologize. <laughs> nah, it's cool. So let's talk about a guy like Cam Jefferson. Like, what I'm thinking about with Cam is, we know, we've had Tavares Calhoun and Jonathan Banks, two guys kind of with a similar archetype. You know, Banks only lasted a few years, although he got drafted high because he just didn't have, he was kind of a tweener, maybe didn't have the foot speed, the hips, all this stuff to make it in the league. And then you have Tavares, who's still kind of hanging around, but he hadn't really found his footing in the league yet. Like, my question is, uh, do you think Tavares will kind of suffer a similar fate? Although he did run the 4-3, I do think he has better hips and feet than Banks did. But do you think he kind of suffers a similar fate, or does he kind of make himself have a longer career? Correct. You said Tavares. You, you, you said my cam. my cam. No, no, I said to – I was referencing Jonathan Banks and Tavares Calhoun okay. as guys with similar archetypes. And yeah. how Jonathan Banks – only had a cup of coffee in the league, and then Tavares is kind of hanging around, but he hadn't really found a, a solid bad. roster spot. So my thing is, will Cam Dancer find a similar um, – like, suffer a similar fate? I guess that's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, or will he have kind of a long pro career? So I'll go to Derek first, then we kind of just move around. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of Cam Dancer. Uh, I, I really feel like, you know, uh, he has a skill set to make it. In the NFL, I mean, the Vikings, you know, they need defensive backs. He wasn't on the corner that they took. So it's going to be some healthy competition uh, on that, in that Vikings secondary. And then you got, you know, uh, Cole also uh, who can play corner and safety from our Bulldogs. So I, mm-hmm. I think Cam Downs is going to be all right. He does need to gain some weight. So he needs to get bigger um, so he can, you know, he don't want to end up like – because Banks was still kind of skinny too. So, he needs to pick up some weight, get stronger. I think Cam Dancer, he's playing not just for himself but for his son, his family. So, he has extra motivation just to make the roster. So, I, I think Cam Dancer is going to be fine. So, Steven, as a, as a – coming from Alabama, y'all had a chance to obviously go against 
Cam down so many times over the course of his career. Well, what do you think his prospects are as far as going to the pro level? I think he's going to be fantastic. I mean, just going back to to piggyback off the weight thing and then going more so from that, the one thing I want to see Cam Dance can do more is playing playing the middle third of the field, being able to play the middle third of the field, track that ball from sideline to sideline. There are times where he kind of gets lost and no man's got a little bit, but the hips are great. Uh, the footwork's great. The, I love the physicality. He can get nasty out there. Love the mm. physicality, the ability to jam, press jam off the line. So, there's a lot of good things, but for me with Cam, if he can just be consistent playing the middle to middle third of the field and not get caught on certain, you know, drag routes, it'll be all right. It'll be good. All right. So, Coach Villa, what do you think Cam's going to do when he gets to the next level? I mean, or not I, that he is at the next level? I also want to I'm, I'm – a, I'm a Cam fan as well. Um, um, uh, as far as, like, like the weight thing, I, I agree because people are bigger, you know, in the NFL, but – I think it'll come with him because besides him, you know, uh, jamming people at the line and being physical with them, you know, I think his length helps with that. Mm-hmm. But him coming downhill and hitting people. I mean, I've seen, I'm like, you know, this guy's, I've seen him in person, like at a basketball game and I, he looks like he's in the seventh grade, but he comes downhill when he is trying to make a tackle and he is it's reckless. And mm-hmm. a good reckless, though, you know, a good reckless. So, I mean, I, that's what I love about him as being as a, a cornerback. Um, he's not afraid to put his nose in there and, you know, hit somebody. Um, he's he's going to have to have it. Um, we're getting pass happy now in the league. You know, people throwing the ball all over the place. He's going he's gonna to be tested. Um, and if I don't Do know you what kind of – Go ahead. I mean, so, so, so what you're saying that, though, do you send him on blitzes? Do you time blitzes for him? <clears throat> Well, I mean, because he was good at that. Now he was mm-hmm. good at that. Um, he was. We did do that, and but but the thing is, um, are we trusting him? Because I mean, more than more than likely, you know, what we like that nickel to go most of the time. Um, are we gonna put him in there? Um, he's a, like I say, he's a long guy. Do we want to keep him out there on the island by himself? I mean, he probably with 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 you know just thinking out loud, he could be a guy that they move around like that. You know, mm-hmm. because he, he will play, you know, stick his nose in there and play some football. So that's a great um, – that's a great, you know, um, add-in right there. He, he, he could be – you know, he could slide down on the inside a little bit to sit him on that blitz or, you know, cover – get up on a tight end or something, you know, like I said, because that would be a good spot for him. So, Mike, what do you, what do you think about Mississippi State corner or Cam Benson as far as, like, his fit at the pro level? Because he is kind of an odd fit. You know, even though he ran a 4-3, he's probably not a 4-3 games speed guy. So, what do you think? He ran like, a 4-6 at the combine. He ran a 4-6? At the combine. He has two different oh. um, times. He has a 4-6 somewhere and a 4-3 somewhere else. All right. Look, I'm, I, I only played in high school. I'm not going to pull the Ricardo thing, but that's a pretty big discrepancy, I'm just saying. But, uh, oh, true, Mike, true. what do you think? Uh, honestly, I, I think that, uh, you know, for his skill set, you know, I, I hear a lot of talk about his skill set, but the thing is he has fluid hips, which is huge, and that's a big thing for guys that's actually a defensive coordinator and a defensive back guy in Mike Zimmer. And you remember how many defensive backs were drafted in Cincinnati and now in Minnesota under his, his reign? Mm-hmm. Because he likes to be drafting defensive backs and modeling them. I mean, give you an example. He's got Xavier Rose, Trey uh, Waynes, and uh, Mackenzie Alexander that are leaving Minnesota this year, and the three cornerbacks he drafted are coming in to replace them this year. So it's going to be healthy competition. Uh, you could see him in a slot potentially. 
uh, just depend upon, you know, how quickly he picks up things and just uh, where, you know, Zimmer thinks he fits best. He will need to pick up weight because, however, you know, because you say he comes down fast. Uh, Coach, I believe, said he comes down fast and not afraid to stick his nose in there. However, 16 games with that type of game speed, he's going to have to pick up some weight even in order to make it an entire season. Absolutely. Um, He'll be uh, a welcome addition, and he's going to the right coach that will be able to mold him into a defensive back in the NFL to have a uh, long career. I, th- I think he has a chance to have a long career. I think I, I think he's a little different than a Tavares or a Jonathan Banks. They weren't as fast. Like I said, I don't think he's a 4-3 game speed guy. Like, that 4-6 is probably a bit more out, maybe 4-5. That's probably a little closer to what I've seen just watching him on, you can say, film, whatever. Go ahead. Well, if that's, if that's the case, then he'll more than likely be on the outside. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I get the straight line speed, but it just depends upon the hips, uh, the hand mm-hmm. placement, and his ability to get in and out of cuts. If he's more, you know, if he shows in camp that he's a little bit, you know, quicker in and out of cuts, then they can potentially put him in the slot. If he doesn't, then he'll be outside, and he'll, that's where he'll make his living. And I think the key thing with him is does he evolve into that lockdown guy? Because he is 6'2". He has that length. And, I mean, obviously, most of the big-time receivers in the league are a little bigger. So, does he become that? Because he got to put on that way to go against those Julio Jones and those guys. Some guys are huge. Mike right. Evans. Is he going to be able to go toe-to-toe with those guys? That's going to really determine his career. Because if you don't put on that weight, you can't slide him inside. You can see yourself becoming a guy that's only in the league for three, four years. They're like, where are they going to put you at? too light maybe don't have the foot speed to keep up with the speed of your guy so it's kind of that's it's really gonna be up to him like he has the potential though but i know Derek, you wanted one more thing before we went to Brian Cole. you muted my bad my bad before we move on y'all to look at there's only one person who shut down the Belitnikov winner this year cam Dantzler shut down chase from lsu i mean and i mean shut him down and no one else did you know, um, what was the cornerback from Clemson? Got smoked. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so he oh, got what smoked. What did he say to do was hold his hand up? They say, you know, hold your hand up. He got drafted by the Falcons, I think, too, right? Mm-hmm. So the Saints fans are happy about that. 16, 16. So, I mean, Cam Dessler has the ability to raise his game. Now, I know Chase is still in college, so now he's going to have to meet, he's gonna have to meet the next challenge, and I think he will. I think the thing is, I always notice with corners, when I watch the game and I never hear your name, that probably means you're pretty good. Like, that was the same thing, like, when Darius Slay was at Mississippi State. I never heard his name. Everybody was like, it's almost like people didn't realize he was that good. Because the thing, anybody that played football or know anything about football, I know Coach Bill, I'm sure the corner that you hear his name a lot, that's probably not the one you want to play. That's the only way you reason. Yeah, like, so as a corner, truth be told, like, everybody's talking about how great Deion Sanders was, but, like, if you watch games, uh, Deion Sanders, they never threw his way. And, like, if they did, it was getting picked out. There was a reason you never heard his name. I mean, he had four or five picks, but it probably was the four or five times they decided they want to throw his way and stupid enough to do it. Um, so, yeah, so um, I, I think I, I think Cam would be okay, but I think a lot of it is up to him. He's not a slim dunk 10-year guy. I don't think that's the case at all. I don't. I think it'd be naive for us to say that, but I think he got a chance to be that guy. It's just a matter of the work he's willing to put in. He's in the right system to do that um, and the right infrastructure. It's just a matter if he's going to put that work in to do that. All right, so we're going to stick with the Vikings, and then we're going to go with uh, uh, talk about Brian Cole. I, I'm actually personally a very big fan of Brian Cole. I think that he would have went pro after last year if he hadn't got hurt. I thought he had a phenomenal start to the season. 
I thought he was ready to be a guy that was really a maybe he wasn't going to be a first-round guy, but he definitely was going to be a guy that's going to be in the upper rounds um, just with his physical tools. And, the, and he makes impact plays. That's what I like about him. He makes impact plays. I think he's kind of a guy that's a hard fit. You're like, is he a corner? Is he a safety? Is he a nickel? But in a sense, he gives you the versatility because he can do all three. I think he's a guy he played kind of in the slot at Mississippi State. I think he can play back deep. He's, I think, in my opinion, I think he's a classic rover. He's a guy you move around. I think he has, with his size, he can blitz, he can cover, um, and he's physical. So I think he's a classic rover, a guy you move around and just do things with. He's kind of, I think he's going to kind of, in my opinion, and be more of a bigger Teron Mathieu. I actually know he was pronouncing – people were pronouncing his name wrong. It's actually Mathieu, not Mathieu. But anyway. But anyway, I'm going to go to Steven first. What do you think of Brian Cole and what he'll be able to do at the pro level? You think of him more so as a, as a tweener, Jay. I look at him primarily as a safety. Mm-hmm. I, think of him prim- I think of him primarily as a safety. And the reason why is Brian Cole has a, has a rare instinct of tracking the ball. Mm-hmm. I watched him this past season. You thought – I was thinking there were certain points where I'm thinking he's late getting to the ball. And out of nowhere, I see a dart shooting from across the camera to the mm-hmm. whole other side of the field. It's Brian Cole either breaking up on a play or undercutting a route. So he's got deceptively fast recovery speed. It's not lightning, but he's got an ability to go from sideline to sideline. And at the moment where the receiver thinks, I got to play on this ball, Brian Cole darts out of nowhere. So I, I would have him as a, I would have him as a roving free safety. Right. And that's the thing is he's going to be a deep guy in the box guy, but like you said, a, a roving free safety type. Cause I mean, I, Honestly, I'm kind of shocked that he dropped all the way to the seventh round. I'm wondering what was behind that. I don't know if it was just sport testing or what. You know, why would he drop? Because he was in the senior bowl. But I just kind of wonder why he dropped to the seventh round. Because I thought he was a guy that could have the chance to get drafted a lot higher. Um, but I'm going to shoot Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, he's another guy that once when Coach Viv was talking about, you know, sticking his nose in. Cole was one of those guys. He had seven and a half tackles for loss. So he got, uh, no, yeah. problem dart, he got no problem darting back there and, taking the running back's legs from under him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I – mean, I don't know if the injury from last year probably hindered him. Because I remember before he got hurt last year, he was looking like one of our best defensive players. Like, I, I truly believe that. So, I think that injury kind of maybe hindered him a little bit. But I'm going to shoot to Derek. So, Derek, what do you think his potential at the pro level is? Well, um, CBS raised him as a B-plus uh, draft grade in the seventh round. So – I like Brian Cole, and yes, his junior, he was one of our best defensive players. I mean, he was sacking the quarterback. He was getting interceptions. He was getting tackles for loss. I mean, he was making plays to keep us in games. And then when he got injured, you saw the drop-off of our defense after he got injured, you Mm -hmm. know. So uh, I was glad to see him come back, uh, you know, to have a successful senior year. I'm glad to see him go to a team, like like your friend said, with Mike Zimmer, he knows how to, you know, use defensive backs. And Brian Cole is versatile. He can play corner. He can play nickel. He can play safety, like you said. So he's going to give them a weapon. I think he's also going to impact the game on special teams. Oh, for sure. he's that type of player. He's a classic gunner. He's going to be be able to impact the game uh, on, on so many levels, not just on defense. So, um, and hey, if someone gets hurt 
at wide receiver. He's a former number one recruit out of Michigan for wide receiver. So he's sticking back there and let him run down there and catch it. So I, I doubt that happens in Minnesota, but you never know. Well, I think what you speak of there and like and everything you're seeing is basically value. At the pro level, I mean, they only can travel 47 guys and only 53 guys on your roster. So a guy that can do almost two of the things and do them well, but special teams, maybe play a little receiver, play corner, play safety. That means you can move them around. That means you stick around longer, especially if you can maintain your health. So I think that's the thing could lead into him having a longer pro career. But I'm going to shoot the mic next. Mike, what type of career do you think Brian Cole is going to have? Well, uh, just all depends upon, of course, the development. Uh, is he going to be a safety? Is he going to be a corner? Is he going to be a nickel guy? Uh, he's got the ability to play all those positions. However, I think his best position, like was stated earlier, will be the safety position. Mm. Um, I think uh, pairing him with uh, Harrison Smith definitely is a good thing mm. uh, because he can grow and learn from a veteran that's been in his system, been in Mike Zimmer's system. As he learns and grows from him, then potentially he can be grown to be that replacement. Mm. That actually uh, could potentially give him a lengthy career uh, in the NFL. Just all depends upon uh, the development and how he takes on that system. But, yeah, I, I, I could see him being in the league at least through a first contract, if not a second contract as well. All right, so I say the best for last. Uh, so, Coach Ville, being defense coordinator, what do you think, like, Brian Cole, like, we're talking about how people would use him, how he's going to be used at the pro. What do you think his potential at the pro level, just how coaches are going to be able to use him? Oh. Let me read this. NFL players are fully vested in the plan after three years on an active roster or injured reserve status. He will be tenured in NFL. That's what I have to say about him. I don't <laughs> know if it depends on where he's going to be because if he if he's behind because he com he's coming in at a seven round, he's going to have to work. I mean, you have seven round stories of how great you know, this he was seven round. And he, he, you know, he he thrived and became something, right? You have that. But here's my thing: you already know that a seven rounder has a has a steeper hill to climb, right? Correct. So if he's all if he's behind somebody, because just like the Del One story, remember that one, right? Mm -hmm. So if if you have um, some guys in front of you that are you know at your level or just a little bit higher, he's going to make that career as a special team. Um, but just say if they have somebody that they didn't get a guy that's, you know, you know, a, a big name or something like that. Say, I don't know what's in Minnesota again. I'm not a big NFL guy, y'all. Y'all could probably see that right now. Um, but if he doesn't have anybody in front of him that's just, you know, all world, he has a shot to um, play some safety for a long time. But if he has somebody that's just really, really solid at that position, he'll, he'll get his three years. Probably more. Um, that's what Mike just said. I, I, I was, he was almost finished, and then he said that. I was like, dang, he took my point. But he's going to play. <laughs> he's going to play that, you know, for those three years, and then, you know, possibly more. He's going to be a great special teams guy, I think, um, especially if, you know, it's, like I said, it all depends on what situation he's in. If somebody's just elite above him, then, you know, special teams. But if it's somebody he can compete with, he has a shot. I think my main thing with him is, like I said, I still wonder why he dropped to the seventh round. And as you say, he's a seventh round guy. I kind of just wonder why. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the, like you said earlier, he doesn't have the tape for it, though. I mean, yeah. first of all, he doesn't have the tape. Then he was hurt. Um, because, like you said, he, um, at, at, for a minute, we were like, oh, we have something. We have something in Brian Cole, and all of a sudden he disappears. You know, I so. think a lot of guys seem like weren't as effective this year. I think 
for one, the Jeffrey Simmons effect, then having it's like we just didn't have the same punch this year. Like, but that's a more head thing. I think this that'll turn it. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> one of our guests said, they, as a former player, he said they weren't playing for him. Yeah, it's just that lack of aggression. I mean, look, not having Jonathan Abram, and I think, I mean, three first-round guys, obviously, but it just some just seemed it was missing. But we're not gonna go there because that's a rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna necessarily skip over Tyree Phillips, but I wanted to get the Tummy touchdown. Tummy Stevens was one of the most widely talked about players on this podcast for over close to a year. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So, 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 so. Viv just left, man. Dog. Where, where, this, man, you don't know the yeah. for this. Man, we had so many debates about this kid. This guy, not a kid, grown man. But I got the first question I asked, man. What the heck were the Saints doing? I mean, I kind of know what they were doing, but what were they doing? Not, of course, that now they they signed Jameis Winston. So it's kind of like, what are they doing? So I'm, I'm going to just go to Mike first, man. What do you think the Saints was just thinking? Drafting Thomas Stevens, now they signed James Winston. Like, what do you think that just their thought process is? Well, if you look at their team, you've got a utility knife in Taysom Hill. you got a quarterback. Highly paid, yeah, highly paid utility knife. That wants to be a franchise quarterback that they say is going to be the franchise quarterback, which I don't believe, but that's another story. Do um, my Shannon Sharp? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got uh, Jameis is going to be the backup, which is going to be the Teddy Bridgewater water roll. Mm-hmm. Then, then you've got Stevens. Stevens pretty much is uh, going to be a guy that's going to be a practice squad player mm-hmm. that'll be able to, you know, simulate different things and watch and learn. If he watches and learns and picks up a few things, then maybe he sticks around. Mm-hmm. I'm not guaranteeing he sticks around at all, but – you know, he's with Sean Payton, and Sean Payton is a pretty good offensive mind to pick uh, every day. So if he does his job, emulates what they need in practice, which is essentially what he's going to be doing every practice, is essentially, essentially playing the scout team quarterback. Right. So he's supposed to do, picks up a few different things, he has a chance to make it through the year. That's all somebody, I got. For somebody somebody got to play uh, Lamar Jackson uh, in practice. Oh, all right, he's going to pull a hamstring doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, ain't no, you can't even simulate that on a game. All right, so Derek, so Derek, what do you think? I know, man. This is just um, decision. Just, just why do you think they made all these questionable? Um, Tyson Hill work? Jr. I mean, that's what they see in him. He's six, what five, two hundred and what thirty, close to forty pounds, running a four four forty. The man has experience running, catching, throwing, and blocking, and, of course, passing the football. Sean Payton probably thinks he hit the jackpot in the seventh round, getting another player that can do so much or has the ability to do so much on the football field. Make Taysom Hills very expendable. We'll keep going. I mean, well, I mean, I could, if Tommy Stevens makes the roster, <laughs> it's probably going to be as well. They're probably going to have to designate a new roster name for players like this you know, utility player. Uh, you know, the NFL trying to extend the season and add more roster spots. I mean, this is going to benefit players like Tommy Stevens who can run, pass, throw, block, maybe kick. You know what I'm saying? So uh, they, they're going to have a, a chance to carve out a role. And if Tommy Stevens makes a team, wouldn't it be something if Taysom Hill throws a touchdown pass to Tommy Stevens? Two guys who are very athletic, who – 
just don't look like they belong playing quarterback in the NFL, but they found a way to carve out roles with their athleticism. Sounds like Slash to me. Here's the thing. Don't disrespect Slash's name like that, please. Nah, I mean, nah, that's nah. what this is. That's yeah, what they're doing. Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, not the first guy really to do that in the league. Slash literally did it all. No, he's not. That was Cordy Stewart. But here's the thing, though. We keep talking about everybody say they got another Taysom Hill and there's another utility guy. The NFL doesn't operate that way. If you have two guys that do the same thing, one of them's probably not going to stick around on. I mean, you probably drafted one guy. I think I infamously not, I remember what was it? I think I was in college. Was it 06 or around that time? It may have been later than that. Keyshawn Junction was talking about how what was it, the Panthers? The Panthers, uh what's the mm, yes, it was the Panthers. They drafted a receiver. And he was like, Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna be able to show him uh, you know, how to be a pro. I'm gonna show him this. You know, he's just like me, and then what happened a week later? So it's kind of – I, the fact that the Saints went and signed James Winston, I, it's just hard for me to believe they have a lot of faith in Taysom Hill. Why would you go sign a guy like James Winston? I mean, he's thrown a lot of – a lot, 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 a lot of interceptions in his career. <laughs> but 30 series all on his own last year. <laughs> but – I think Jameis Winston is a guy, the rare guy that's a free agent and got cut by his, not cut, cut by his team, but didn't have his contract renewed. He's a franchise caliber quarterback. That's what he is. And it's not like Jameis Winston is some 29 or 30 or 31 year old quarterback, even like Cam's, you know, on the other side of 30. Cam Newton is like 26 years old. You got to think about that. He's only 26. And then he has just, he threw for 5,000 yards last year. So, how can you have Taysom Hill and James Winston be like, hey, we're rolling with this utility player over a guy who's led his team to a national championship and threw for 30 touchdowns last year and 5,000 yards. Yes, he threw like a lot of interceptions, but he, <laughs> but it's just, it, I, I personally think Taysom Hill is not long for the Saints. Thomas Stevens will be a practice squad player, maybe the third guy if, you know, they trade Taysom Hill before the season. But I, I don't know. It, it's just still I, a puzzling thing. I'll tell you this: nobody is taking on that contract, <laughs> so no. You said trade Taysom Hill. Taysom, Taysom Hill. Can't oh, he went and got the Saints jersey. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm so upset right now. We gonna disown you. I thought you said you was a Chief fan, homie. I know. Okay. You got the wrong jersey on, dude. That man went and got the red stuff. I gotta get my Chief stuff. I this this I'm a Coast boy, man. <laughs> Who that? Listen to me. Listen to All me. Right. Listen. Throw it in trash. I have no clue what uh, this Thomas Stevens thing is like. I mean, every <laughs> dude, hey, he can do, he can do, he can do. Says who? What we see it at? We talking cussions <laughs> at, uh, at Mississippi State. That's all I saw. Where, 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 where are we seeing him? Oh, he can pass, run, kick. He he won pass punt kick and uh and Julian. Oh, he got hurt. He was passing pretty well. I mean, before well, he got well, hurt. Uh, come on, dog. Against against subpar competition, yes. Even, but even like I said, the throws that he made, like Derek, you could throw them. No, I can't. Come on, man. Like <laughs> no, I can't. He, he made some nice throws, man. He put some. No, beat. I mean, okay, okay, he made a couple. Okay, for, for me to say I'm gonna draft a quarterback, you say he made a couple good throws. No. 
It was one. No. Particular, it was one particular throw in particular. I think it was kind of a seam route. He threw it. I want to say it was to Gidry. And that play, I was like, that's an NFL cow. I can guarantee you that's the type of throw that got him drafted. And I think maybe guess that's what, though. Guess what? Every quarterback, every D one starting quarterback can make a one. That, that is a lie. That's a lie. I you think if that starting one quarterback, every last one of them can make one of them throws. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. All right. Does anybody else disagree with that? Like they can at least make them throw one time if you're starting. D one quarterback, you can't make. Come on, man. Look, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Jake Fromm, who got drafted uh, this this with the last name, he has no heat on his arm. He the reason why him. he gets the reason why he gets his passes to where they get to is because he anticipates routes. That's why he looked so bad when they were doing the routes and throwing at the combine because he I didn't know the receivers. He hadn't worked with them, so all of his passes were looking awful. That's why. But, 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 but Mike, this is what it is. The pass he's talking about, he just dropped it in a bucket. That's what I'm saying. He didn't. Come on. No, that was that was a very very small bucket, though, Ken. <laughs> Get a man his credit. He got a good, Are you talking about the arm, pass man. against Kansas State when he came back from the injury? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> we do one pass. We're talking about one. We, we predicate this <laughs> of one throw, guys. But that might have been what got him drafted. Look, 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 I'm going to pull a Ricardo on you. I'm about to pull a Ricardo on you, dog. Bro, I'm about to cry. starting quarterback in the eighth grade. You hear me? Oh man, Tom Stevens, I'm on this thing. Now we can be done with it. Man, we had arguments from the summer up through the season about Tommy Stevens, Gary Schrader, and I'm so glad KT's oh. gone. I, I'm not even going to mention his name anymore. <laughs> I was on Tommy Stevens until I saw him on the field. All right, Steven, make sense of all this, man. Like, I think at this point, we need some. I'm, 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 man, I'm just sitting back here in the cut enjoying all of this. But, man, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Saints right now. I think the Saints were in heaven playing blackjack <laughs> with this move. Because, I mean, to get, to get Thomas Stevens along with uh, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, and you got Drew Brees, who this is, this is probably going to be his last season. This is probably going to be his last season. Uh, I agree with what Mike was talking about on on uh, Tommy Stevens being a you know a third guy on the roster, practice squad player. If he can make his way out of the practice squad and you know learn something from Sean Payton and Drew Brees, maybe that could be something right there. But to be honest, I think New Orleans was somewhere on Bourbon Street playing blackjack in this draft. <laughs> yeah, that is I mean, kind of like. But what did they lose though? It's just a seven round pick. I mean, it's just a seven round pick, so. I mean, really, what did they lose? What, $330,000? I got it. You said just a seven-round pick. <laughs> and, and something that you already stacked at. Like, I got a point, though. I see Sean Payton seeing double. He sees another athletic guy like Taysom Hill. I think he's going to find a way to use both of them together. Just watch. I'm not a Saints I fan, but I, I really feel like Sean Payton is going to find him because the way, the, as much as Taysom Hill played this past season, I mean, he's going to find a way to use Thomas Stevens. I, I know how he's going to use him. Got another point. I got gonna another. He's going to say, hey, Drew. Hey, Drew Brees, here. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, okay, I don't want to cut you off. Just for the sake of time, I mean, I'll kind of just briefly mention Tyree Phillips. He's always the guy 
probably one of the more unheralded guys part of minimum member of the team, but you know, he's kind of worked his way into being able to get drafted in the top three rounds. He brings a lot of value. So he's a guy that definitely has a chance at the NFL level to kind of stick around. You can play guard and tackle and considering they only probably carry seven or eight linemen, that's gonna bring a lot of value to him at the pro level. Now what I want to kind of get into center too, right? Can he play center too? No, he's like six five, two forty three forty five. I don't think that's happening. But uh <laughs> but I but I guess now, Derek, do you have a graphic ready where we can um go ahead and we can talk about some of our undrafted guys and like what are their chances of making it in the NFL yeah, making the just a second, I'll get well, fans, up. you can bear with us for a minute while we get the uh, graphic ready for us to kind of discuss which guys have a chance to make it at the pro level. Hey, I, got a, I, got a, I got a quick point for you, man. Mm. I got a quick point for you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you were talking about – we were talking about Tommy Stevens, and I thought about a few things. Uh if Tommy Stevens is a black guy that's six five and two hundred some pounds and barely threw the ball the way he did, he doesn't get drafted. But because he looks like a six foot five white guy that that runs that they can run around maybe a little bit. Here you go. Here you go. Sorry, my daughter is talking to me. But uh <laughs> New Zone like man, this is zone culture. <laughs> yeah, as far as uh you know him. I, I don't think he gets drafted as a six-five uh, black man. They throw the football. Here's my thing with Thomas Stevens. Like I am a fan of Thomas Stevens. I think he can play. Here's my thing. He has a live arm. I think he's a reasonably accurate quarterback. I've never considered him inaccurate. He's a little fragile, not a little, a lot fragile, and he can run. So he does have that ability to do some options stuff. You don't do that as much in the NFL. And I would never just listen to him talk. He sounds like a guy that has a high IQ. So I think, like, he has some tools. Like, we could – and I even said early in the season, he's a guy that Hold probably – direct- Hold on. Jay Shore, where do you make on the Wonderlet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't even keep up with that. <laughs> Was he even at the combine? I'm trying to think. Was he even at the combine? <laughs> they didn't know him. Man, he's probably sitting there, sipping in the background, yeah, talking, talking to him. I'm saying he knows where the bodies are if you draft me. He's probably talking about in the background doing that. Derek, ready? <laughs> okay. Yeah, give me just a second. Oh, just hey. trying to. All right. So we're giving this guy a free pub. We're. Got I thought you already had the graphic ready. But... You got to pay for this. Oh, it, didn't wanna be, it didn't want to behave, man. Okay, that's cool. It didn't want to behave. You didn't want to. Yeah, hey, that's a, hey, that's a that's a former Tennessee Blady Ball. Yes, sir. He didn't want to behave, man. You know, trying to get his kind of to get that video. Well, I don't need the video. I didn't need the graphic where it shows guys that got undrafted. Uh, that's what I was using. <laughs> okay. Just All, right, All right, so let's just talk. About All right, so guys. Uh, so Kendrick, I'll go to you first. Uh, out of all the guys that got undrafted, I mean, most notably, you have Darrell Williams. Which guys do you think won't uh, – uh, not won't – will make a – best chance of making a pro roster? You said that won't make it? That has the best chance. I, I said that first wrong. Um, it has the best chance of making a pro roster. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Mississippi State player. Let me go and run them down since we got it pulled up real quick. Darrell Williams, Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Uh, Chauncey Rivers, Baltimore Ravens. Good spot for a defensive uh, – Guy in the box. Great spot for him. Uh, Steven Gidry, Dallas Cowboys. Um, Isaiah Zuber, the Patriots. Oh, wow. 
That's intriguing. That's, that's, that's a great, that's a great look. That's great look. All right, Leo, look. Okay, um, Tommy <laughs> Chapman, Seattle Seahawks, um, Lee Archie, Chicago Bears, and Laquarius Landrews, New York Giants. Oh, we're not done. Farad Green, Indianapolis Colts. Oh, wow, we just we set them all down there, didn't we? All right, Landrews. Andrew Morehead. That, that's my guy. I'm going with Landrews. Landrews, we were talking about um, – I don't, I don't understand what happened this year – or what is you know this past season, um, Landrews is just like how Cole was. Landrews all of a sudden, everybody was like, "Who is Landrews? Who is Landrews?" And all of a sudden, he disappeared, got hurt. Um, if he, if uh, again, everything's predicated to if he can stay healthy, he's gonna be amazing. I think um, because you know the little little work he did, you know at State, he he um, I'm, what is going on on the screen? Is that the graph? Yeah, I'm gonna show it too long. You know, we can't do that. So <laughs> okay, I was like, "What is going on?" I'm to... But anyway, yeah, I like Landrews. I like him a lot. Um, he's playing for a bulldog too, so don't forget that. You said that what now? He's playing for a bulldog with the Giants. So okay, yeah, yeah, with, with Joe Judge. So um, I mean, uh, that doesn't buy no favors, but I mean, it, it can't hurt. Now, um, the Zuber thing. If the offense is still gonna run like it ran, he might be. He might do well in New England. Of course, he's gonna be the quarterback. They saying Jared Stidham was a guy. Like that's what they keep saying. He lost a big part of that um, offense. My uh, my speculation, I think, is gonna be Cam. But that's just me. I have no sources. I just think it's gonna be Cam. I think Cam's going there. But um, it, it makes way too much sense. But, I like I like Daryl um, Williams and Landrews. Those are my guys. Those are my guys. Um, I'm gonna let everybody else talk about it. But those are my guys. For um, Daryl was solid. He was very very solid. He's, so he's, he's a pro. He's a pro. Yeah, he's solid. He's so I mean he's he's solid and he's he's um he got I got he got nicked up a little bit, but it wasn't anything to um turn your head at or, you know to make you turn your head. But him, he's very solid um guy up front. Um, he was another one that played another position and then moved to center. Um, he wasn't our center at first. Um, when um, he was when a guard. Um, the bros left, he ended up coming over to um, the center position. So um, I like him and I love Landrews as well. All right. Well, of course, uh, you know, with me being a Chief fan, I'm I'm glad that Darryl Williams with Kansas City because he gives us uh, a, a guy who can play center and who can play guard, which we need of that versatility. And finally, a, a young man who I'm pr he's probably glad he's out of college because he's had a certain unnamed fan base and their lawyers hounding him for years and years and years. I cannot wait to see what Leo Lewis does in Pittsburgh because Leo Lewis is a talent. He just has had a rough two years not just on a football field, just with everything going on with, with, with the lawsuits and the NCAA, uh, the young man and focusing on keeping his grades up. Um, the young man <laughs> can't you on the football field. He said two <laughs> you know, years. So I, well, yeah, two years. He had a bad two – well, three? Three years? <laughs> well, his, his – his, he, he was <laughs> – Throw the third year away. Throw the third year away. You know, so, I mean, <laughs> that first year on the field, he was a beast. So I'm saying, so I, I'm glad to see him get a chance. Strong to word. <laughs> right. I can't wait to see what he does in Pittsburgh, a team but, that needs linebackers. Well, Derek, listen, I'll, I'll be the first to say I am rooting for him. Now, let me say that first. Now, 
since his freshman year, I've been saying five star where. So he was actually four stars, but who's counting? Uh. So he was. I think he was five on some. He was a five star at one point. Five. He was the number one rated inside linebacker. Yeah, as he still was rated four star, but that's that's semantics. All right. Um. So Stephen, like, what do you think about some of our Bulldogs that didn't get drafted? And we're about to kind of get into some SEC guys, talk about some Alabama guys, and kind of give us some insight. But uh, tell us about which one of our Bulldogs you think actually got the best chance of making it at the pro level. Our undrafted guys got a chance to make it at the pro level. I agree with Leo Lewis, and let me throw in Stephen Gidry in there. I think mm. Gidry at wide receiver got a good chance. Really? I'm not Gidry though. I mean, G- Gidry got hops though. He's fresh. Yes. Gonna... Is he gonna be? Is he gonna be a Featherstone? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna ask though. What thing about Gidry though? If if Gidry can get a little bit more weight though, because what, what thing I like about him, he can like to make them contested catches though. He can get up. He can get up and make a cup with them contested catches, though. So if he can pack on about a good maybe five to eight pounds, ten if he can, but five to eight, help him with those contested catches. I think thing is, is my friend. Just to touch Always on Gidget. My friend. Just, hey, yeah. just, so just to touch on Gidget. Okay. Um, I mean, I've always like liked his talent level. It's just uh, up here I was kind of worried about it. I won't even talk about it. Okay. Um, so, Gidry, um, the talent is there. I mean, I'm glad he's with Dak. So, I think it's going to be an opportunity there, obviously, a connection there. So, I would make fast friends with the quarterback if I was him. But, I mean, he's a pro. I, I've always felt he was an elite talent. It's the other stuff I always worried about with him. And I think that's what you got to worry about a little bit with a Stephen Gidry. So, I think, like, uh, he definitely has a chance to probably make a protein. It's just, like, will he put the work in, the, the mental preparation part of it, to actually make a protein. And then you look at – and I might as well go ahead and get my spiel on who's going to make it. I personally think the guy I feel the most sure about is probably Darren Williams because I feel like he's a true pro. Maybe it's just some injury issues. Maybe the medicals didn't come back right. And then you go with the guy like Isaiah Zuber. If they do run a similar scheme in in New England, they have the last, I guess, 20 years, he's a perfect fit for what they do. He's a guy that can play inside, outside, can turn kicks. He's a Belichick guy. Like, it just – Hits. I'm, I mean, if he had a better year, he probably got drafted by a team like the Patriots. So I can really see him making that roster and probably even sticking around for a while. Um, so I just kind of finish up with Mike. Of all the Bulldogs, they got, you know, went undrafted. Which one of them you think has the best chance of making it to the league? I mean, making it in the league. I'll say, I'll, say, I'll say this. I'm not necessarily most familiar, but I will say that uh, in a wide receiver and passing driven league, if Gidry shows up, Gidry stays focused. I don't know about putting on the weight or anything like that because it's more mental than actually putting on weight. But mm-hmm. if he shows up, he can make a roster. And mm-hmm. uh, the last guy you spoke about, too, uh, the versatility, that's a huge, huge thing mm-hmm. for Belichick. He can play the positions. He likes your stock. So mm-hmm. I think that is a huge thing for him going to, to England. Yeah, because their slack guys aren't your typical slack guy, like the speedy guys who do all this running back stuff and reverses. Their guys are more like guys that can work the seams and those West Welkers. And he's probably a lot more talented than those guys. He returning kicks, a West Welker or Julian Elliman. Those are the type of guys that they normally have in the slot. So, you know, that's normally what they do there in New England. All right, so let's get to uh, what I actually had y'all guys come on from is around the SEC scene. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the guys. The SEC ended up having 25 guys drafted in the first two rounds. I mean, it just continues to speak about the SEC's dominance. It's just – I mean, the SEC is the SEC. So, guys, just 
kind of speak to, and I guess I'll go, I'll go to Stephen first, because I know he can speak the most to this. Um, why do you think the SEC has been so dominant for the last, really, 15 years? Well, probably. Because, I mean, when, I mean, when you look at it, where do you see all the NFL GMs, coaches, scouts they go to? They go to the SEC practices. They're at the SEC games because they know this is where we're going to get the most of marquee talent and the most ready talent to where you got the coaching staff putting it on you. You got your teammates putting it on you. You got the strength and conditioning coaches putting it on you. And when you're getting you know, the best four and five star talent and all of these things combined push you to be the best that you can be. These scouts are going to go to more times than not these SEC games to, to watch these guys. They didn't think I'd mute Jeremiah. But Jeremiah must have stepped away. But, um, yeah, um, I don't know if you all have seen. Did y'all see Danny Cornell's tweet? No. Was that? Danny uh, Cornell. I paid Talking about the, the, uh, the SEC is, you know, he basically accused the SEC of buying players, in my opinion. Just whining about how many SEC guys are getting drafted, basically just whining. The, 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 the SEC the reason, the can't help that they said, have the best players. No, the reason why he can't help that is because he knows Jameis Winston will forever be a better Florida State quarterback than him. <laughs> I mean, Chris, I mean, Chris Winkie's a better Florida State quarterback than him. We're talking <laughs> Winkie. Danny, Danny Cannell did suck. He did, you know, but, you know. I mean, I mean look, shoot, Christian Ponder's better than that man. Yikes. <laughs> Christian Ponder, oh, my God. That's, so, worse, that's um, worse than saying Rosso Nasterovich. So, like, <laughs> you guys are Alabama guys. So, I mean, what do you Steve think Steve is the about? Alabama guy. Oh, okay. Mike, 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 who is your team? What's that? Who is your Who is your team? Tennessee. Oh, volunteer. Uh, but yeah, but I'm before so we sorry. go any further, we, I have to take this shot. There was one team in the ACC that didn't have anybody drafted. Can you name that team, Kendrick? Heidi Toddy. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. Dude, I, I was serious when I said I'm not going to make fun of them people. We got they two. Actually, they no, actually did no, have one. Dreams were no, no, he, he, he got drafted as a Florida Gator, not as an old uh, Florida, but Those guys' dreams but, were crushed. But, but, I think but did Benito uh, – He's Jones probably signed a free agent. Uh, yeah, Andre free agent. Yeah, free agent for Benito. But I think he he left early, though, didn't he? No, no he, he played his whole four years. Oh, it was his whole four. Okay, okay. But see, like, I mean, but see, like, I thought he came out early. But still, like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to say this real quick and I'm going to keep moving. It's just, I guess, the compassionate side of me being an educator, being a teacher, and all of that kind of stuff, being a coach. It's like that's what they work for. All, they've been working for this since they were eight years old, six, seven years old. And then when they get to this point, it's all of a sudden they're just sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and they never get that call. Of course they're getting that shot if they get the free agency call. They're going to get that shot. But to have your name called, you know, for the draft, man, I just – I couldn't even imagine, dude. So, uh, I guess – after this season is over with, maybe I might come back and say, hey, man, remember last year? You know, but right now, Goose I just can't, I can't do it. Zero for 225. Two, 255, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, Steven, yeah. I mean, 
You're the Alabama guy talking. Of course, you know your top rated draft pick, Tua, to the Dolphins. And what's your analysis of that and his readiness to play uh, whenever football comes back? I was happy Tua went to Miami. I was kind of hoping that he would go to L.A., honestly. But you know, he goes to Miami despite the smoke screens. Uh, personally, I would like to see him. I like to see him sit a year, get really, really 100%. I know the doctors are saying he's healthy, but at the same time, Miami does not have the best offensive line. Let's just be real about that. Uh, they don't have any really, really good running backs. They got the Miles Gaskin kid out of Washington. He's decent, but not all that great. Uh, after Devontae Parker, who do you have at wide receiver? So if I was if I was my if I was Tua, I would sit myself down for a year, you know, learn under Ryan Fitzpatrick and let that thing go from there. Man, all right. All I don't know. All I know with Tua is that he kind of like that last image of him get hurt, Mississippi State bleeding and all of that. It's just like I do like that can go step onto the field next year. Like I just don't, that just doesn't seem to make any sense. So I mean, he, he he's got he, he's got to learn how to protect himself. That's Tua's biggest problem. Like Tua has been taught since his, since being, since coming out of Hawaii, if I'm not making the big play then I'm failing. What am I doing? He's been trained like that from his dad to June Jones to even down to Trent Dilfer at points. If I'm not making the big play, I'm failing. And that's not necessarily the case. So he's got to be willing to take what the defense gives and truly do that, uh, protect his body, slide, crying out loud, you know, throw the ball away, minimize those hits on his body. All right, so Mike, just uh, kind of – Talk about the SEC's dominance. Um, SEC's dominance over the past, like, just 15, 20 years. Well, first it comes off with the recruiting. You know, Saban kind of took that up on another level. And then every other team, the LSUs, the Georgias, the Floridas, and everyone else is meeting that level, and then some. So that's where it first starts. Secondly, uh, the coaching, the quality of the coaching. You can you can recruit as many great players as you want, but if you don't have great coaches, then it goes nowhere. And then after that, you just have players that just want it, and they just you know see it as the training ground to get ready for the next level. I was talking to, uh, I can't remember what the, his first name was. Last name is White. He got drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. I was talking to him on the uh, on the red carpet. Devin like, White. What's that? Is it Devin White? Yeah. I was talking to him on the uh, red carpet last year in the NFL draft, and uh, I was asking him about, you know, getting you know, preparing for the NFL, and he's saying, man, it's just the SEC playing in the SEC prepares you and gets you ready because you're going against top-notch athletes every single week. So, you know, that type of preparation and that type of uh, competition seeing every week will get you there. And uh, that's why the SEC is one of the top conferences. Right. And so let's get to some of the, just some of the uh, other the big names, the big names. So let's get to had a couple big. So let's talk a little bit about Jake Fromm. Why do you think? And I'll go to you first, Kendrick. Why do you think Jake Fromm fell in the draft? A lot of people project him possibly get drafted a little higher. Obviously, he had probably one of the better. He has one of the better careers in Georgia football history. You know, famously, in a sense, in some ways, beat out Jacob Easton. I don't think that's quite what it was. But he kind of slipped a little bit into the fifth round. It was kind of one of the big talking points of the draft. Why do you think he slipped so far? So, okay, my opinion. You use the word he slipped. I use the word he got lucky and got drafted. <laughs> so, Yo. what? 
Bingo. Right. I mean, think about it. He didn't. He's had a freaking uh, a stable of running backs oh, that's geez. carried him all the way. And then this year, who, who did he have this year? I think he had Swift. Uh, he had Swift. He, had he, Swift. he was the only one. No, they had them freshmen. They did all right. No, but but Swift was the one that, that pretty much was the guy. Right, they had them what though, Derek? Oh yeah, freshmen. Them freshmen, yeah. Now he's had like okay, we got three back systems. He didn't have three full back systems. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, and so all he had to do was hey, let me hand this thing out. And man, I think one game he threw like three passes. I think I can't even remember what game it was. It was like, dude. I mean, I, I legit. I wish I, I I probably look it up. He didn't throw. He didn't throw double digits. It probably was against us, but he didn't throw the ball. I mean, like, and it was like when he threw it, it was like, okay, this dude is not going to go very far. And I was un- I was confused on why um, the kid that went to Ohio State didn't take his position, you know. And I was like, okay. I can tell you why. I can tell you I can why, tell you. too. Hey, you, we already know the answer. <laughs> why, too. What, we, we, we already know the answer. I want to know. I can tell you why, too. No, no, we already know the answer. And the answer is uh, he's, uh, he's basically a uh, third-generation Georgia football player, and they didn't want to tarnish that reputation. Yeah. So that's why he started over him. I can tell well, you. Well, here's yeah. the thing. The man tarnished his own reputation, choking in a national championship game, letting the second-string quarterback, unfortunately, for him to have become a first-round draft pick, steal his thunder. That man's draft stock been tanking ever since Tua brought Alabama back in that championship game. I mean, Jake now, from – He was a freshman, too, though. I mean, I mean – I I, The only thing that sticks out to me yeah. about that championship game is the comeback, right? So let me ask you this, Derek. Did they have to rely on From at any point? No, I mean they when they tried to, they couldn't. Alabama defense was stopping them. That's that's it. I'll tell you. You can't rely on him. I'll tell you the reasons why Jake Fromm didn't get drafted as high as some people thought he did. Like like I said previously, Jake Fromm has never had a strong arm. His Mm -hmm. biggest thing has been anticipating where people run routes. Once it, also what he does is he sees defenses very well. So what he does is he kind of draws up or kind of adjusts things before the play happens. And, you know, defenses weren't keen to that when he first got into the SEC. But as he got there and coaches studying him more, they knew exactly what to take away from him to make him throw this pass, that pass, the other. And his arm is not strong enough to beat any coverages. So essentially he's just an ordinary guy. His intellect and his mind was the only thing that made him better than what he was. That's why he slipped so far down. He's not an exception. I'll say this, man. Um, Kirby Smart lied to the whole program. He lied to the mm. whole program. <laughs> I mean, because, because of the fact that, look, he, he knew that Justin Fields was better, lied to Justin Fields, lied to that man's family. He ends up getting out of Dodge and going to Ohio State. And then when you look at Jake Fromm. He got cleared right away and still bounced. And, 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 and then you look at Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm struggled against Kentucky, struggled against Auburn, got beaten to death by LSU. And, 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 and on top game. of that, I, 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 don't even think, I don't even think Kirby Smart trusted him to throw the football. I don't think Kirby Smart believed he could throw the football. That, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's, I, I, that's I don't what think Kirby Smart believed year. he could throw the football. Because, look, when he had Jim Chaney prior to last year, Jim Chaney let him do a little bit of something, but then you remove Jim Chaney and you bring up his other guy that trusts the running backs over you, 
Kirby and Kirby Smart didn't back up Jake Fromm. Kirby knew Jake Fromm can throw. <laughs> yeah, the only, uh, that's why I keep telling you. The only thing he can do is anticipate things. If he could take that away from him, he's a very average to ordinary to mediocre quarterback. Now, he is. Now, so is he going to make it? Is he going to make the squad? He'll career back up. I, I think – uh, back up. Career back up. Um, I mean, if he's got it, that's Career smart. journey, man. I mean – Probably. Chase Downs made a whole career out of that. Nick, Nick, Nick Fitzmagic or whatever his name is. Ryan Fitzmagic's been on like 800 teams, you know. Yeah, but he performs when he plays, though. Yeah, he, for he, like he five games that people realize he's Ryan Fitzgerald. Oh, no, Fitzgerald. We see where your mind at. <laughs> yeah, that's what Deion Sanders them said. They were saying like, you know, he does well for a while, and then people realize he's, he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. So – like it's Fitz Magic and Fitz Tragic. It's just whichever yeah. one you don't get. Yeah, it's kind of like you <laughs> see all that stuff went down with Jameis Winston that one year, and they're like, "Oh, Jameis, you know, he's about to get replaced." And then Fitz, Ma- Fitz Patrick turned back into Fitz Patrick. So he became Fitz Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my thing uh, with Jake Fromm. I think he's a solid quarterback. Uh, no, he doesn't have the biggest arm, but you know, just representing the Justin Fields situation, he should have never went to that school because even when he committed, they still had Jacob Eason. That's the school he should have never went to. Right. I, understand. I understand why. He wasn't going to beat. He wasn't going to beat that tradition. Yeah, it, that and it just wasn't a clear path. Like even if you're a five star guy, like you need to go somewhere where you know you. If you're a five star guy, you need to go somewhere where you're going to be the guy for sure. Like I'm all about competition and all of that, but it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, I think maybe he he got a little enamored by what happened with Tua, but that was like a kind of a. In most situations, a Jalen Hurts doesn't get replaced. You know, you look at Jake Fromm, he flat, you know, he in the the years Justin Fields, and then he still has probably one of the most storied careers in Georgia history numerically. He's still one of the best quarterbacks to come through there by the numbers. You just can't replace a guy like that if he's winning. Now, like I said, I think a lot of people get enamored by the tool thing, but I think that was just a rare situation. Nick Saban, he's the only coach in America that could have got away with that move. No other coach could have pulled that. I don't think Dabo could have pulled it, not in the national championship. Maybe at some point, you know, Dabo hey, did. He pulled it doing nah. this on the way to the national championship. He bitched Teddy Bryant. Uh, 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 uh. Go ahead. Uh, now, 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 what's crazy about this, Jay, what's, what's crazy about it since you bring up Tua and Jalen, because I covered these two extensively in 2017. And I'm going to tell you this. I remember the 2017 spring game, and Jalen and Tua was out there Dueling like Goku versus Vegeta. I mean, they out here just. Which dueling. one was Goku though? Which one was Goku? I give it. I give. It, I give it to Tua. Tua was Goku in this. One. I was gonna say because remember, Goku always eat Vegeta, and the only reason he beat him the first time, and we sound like real nerds right now. The only reason that Goku actually, all right, um, only reason Go Vegeta actually beat Goku was because Goku let him in. But keep on. Sure, but the point. The point being, both of these two are are slinging darts across the entire field. So at the end of the A Day game. Like, both guys have, like, 300 yards passing. And I'm seeing fans leave this stadium going, okay, Jalen's good, but this Tua kid? Ooh, this Tua kid. Sweet Jesus, Tua kid? We going to need him. Probably just some, like that, didn't he? It, 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 <laughs> yes. At some point, at some point, we going we gonna to need him. At some point, you know, we going to go to him. And I remember it got down to the Iron Bowl. No lie, the Iron Bowl. And that was the game where Jalen kind of struggled a bit and the offensive coordinator then stick to the run game. 
you had a whole bunch of fans in Jordan hair going, why is Tua not in? Why we ain't playing Tua? Why Tua ain't out there? And then it got to the semifinal, why Tua ain't in? Why we ain't playing Tua? What's going on with Nick? We got a five-star flamethrower on the bench. Put him out there. And when it just so happened in the national championship game, Nick makes that move. But, Jay, people were calling for Tua way for the championship game. Yeah, and, and that's really what was out there. Even at the time, they talked about how the offensive coordinator wanted him to play the whole time. But I think I mean, the, I'm telling you, the offensive coordinator didn't care about Jalen at all. Like, I watched Brian Dable. He kept his head in the playbook every time Jalen was on the field. He didn't even look at Jalen. Then when Tua take the field, his head come out the play sheet looking dead at Tua face. I, get, <laughs> I mean, it's just those little things. I think the thing is, I think, you know, Jalen has those limitations. He don't have the big arm like a Tua has. And this might be a controversial take. I kind of think Jalen's going to have a better career. That's just me. But it's just me. But I just see he'll more. Be I, I see years in, in Philly, in my opinion. You say he'll be the starter in three years? He'll be starter at the most three years. I give it two years. He'll be the starter. He might be starting this year with the Andrew Prone quarterback. <laughs> of the I know, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Wins, I'm like, it that is dude is like Andrew like Prone to Thomas really Stevens. And it is like, it's like, it's like, it's like, I feel. It's like I feel so bad for Carson because he gets the $108 million extension and then, bow, there goes knee. Bow, there goes back. I, I think it's because he won I mean, he had an MVP caliber year that year they went to the Super Bowl. And I think he's really just had some really bad luck. Like, I think it, it could yeah. just be like that. So, he had some really bad luck. He finally made you know it to the he, 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 he better pray he does not end up on a Madden cover. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> it might work in the reverse. He might, he might reverse the curves in a different way. All right, so let's kind of just run down just for the sake of time. We got Lynn Bowden. We got Joe Burrow. Jeff, we got to discuss Joe Burrow, man. I'm going to be real with y'all, man. I, I'm, I'm just not on the Joe Burrow train, man. I, I don't know. I mean, of course, um, Stephen, like Alabama had many battles with him the last two years, two battles with him the last two years. Like, do you think Joe Burrow is going to be a franchise quarterback? Like, everybody keeps saying he's a lockdown person. Uh, first, but even I look at – I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't get it. I'll say this. It, 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 it comes down to does – do the Bengals build around him? Cincinnati has the cheapest organization in the NFL. They got right. a general manager who's 85 years old. He don't believe in paying nobody. You got guys like T.J. Hushmanzada and Carson Palmer saying, thank God we got the heck out of there when we did. A.J. Green is being wasted, just wasted like a bottle of hypnotic, just being pulled out. Like A.J. Green being wasted right now. They heard they're, they're, they're wasted. They're hypnotic. I mean, I mean, I mean they, like they wasted. They, 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 they wasted A.J. They oh. Green's talents over there. So <laughs> it comes down to do the Bengals draft help for um for Joe Burrow and and, and and I've had this conversation before. Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. He's a great prospect. My thing is, my thing is, 2018 they kind of simplified stuff for him. 2019 you get Joe Brady in there. He really really takes off. So in the NFL, do the Bengals have an offensive coordinator that could continue to develop him or? Is it the Joe Brady effect and he, and Burrow starts playing for the Bengals 
and he really struggles. I don't, is it the Joe Brady effect or is it the Bobby and Joe effect? I mean, you got to look, the Bengals had two tight ends. You had Thaddeus Moss who didn't get drafted, but, you know, got an undrafted free agent deal. And then Steven That Sullivan was a kid. shock to me, though. Yeah. I sure I thought Moss' son was going to get drafted. You're stepping into a good situation. Yeah, here's my question, though, um, because we had, I had a discussion with somebody else on Facebook. Is they, He said, uh, hands down, Burrow, the uh, – what do you say? Greatest quarter, college quarterback of all time. And my what? thing – Yeah, that's what he said. Listen, he said that because he was like – there, fans. It was, it was like six – however many touchdowns? What, 60 touchdowns or some crap like that? Mm-hmm. No. And I said, well, so who made who made who did two NFL receivers now who weren't even the best receivers on the team? Tight ends. All right. Then you had good tight ends. Did they make Burrow or did Burrow make them? So that's my question well, leading up into Burrow the Burrow was on the team the previous year, though, but you know, that's and see, and that's yeah. the thing about it. How unless you got they had a whole team drafted pretty much. At least, what, about 10? It was 13 or something in the first round. That's a whole round. side it was, of the ball drafted. It was a lot. It was a lot. The kid from Nashville got drafted. He was playing linebacker, Jacob Phillips. I, I think it's like a record or something. I think they had the record or something for the number of guys drafted. I mean, that was a great They tied for the record. That was a great team. For and, a total draft. If anybody knows, I mean, y'all know about football. Defense and offense, it goes hand in hand. Right. My defense is showing up and clowning. It's going to carry over to the other side of the ball. Right. You know? And so if if you give me three and outs, and so if you give me three and outs, or, you know, maybe four or five plays a drive, whatever, if that's what you're giving me and I get back on the field, that means what? That other defense is steady, 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 taking snaps, and we're going to whip the crap out of them. So that goes hand in hand. So – I'm not. I'm not all the way on Joe Burrow. He looks comfortable. He sits back there. He reads. He throws good throws. But as saying franchise, I think it could be. But I'm not going to crown him as no franchise player. Uh, how, how many first round quarterbacks have been could be as first round as the first pick in the draft though? Like you think most times you know. Like some guys, like even Mike Vick, even though you know he ended up not having a career. A lot of us expect because he went to jail and all that good stuff. But you know, he who can say that he wasn't a franchise quarterback? He basically was a franchise quarterback to two organizations. Eli, nah, I don't want to go down that road. But <laughs> no, no, no. No. Jay, Jay, are you are, are you really referring to Ryan Leaf right now? <laughs> Ryan Leaf wasn't the first round pick though. He wasn't the first huh? pick though. He wasn't the first pick though. I was the first overall pick. First overall, like how many guys are the for sure first? It's kind of like in the NBA. I feel like sometimes you win the lottery. And sometimes you get no one pick. There's a difference. When LeBron James is the is the best player in the draft, you win the lottery. Sometimes you just get the number one pick, like when you get King on the market. I mean, when so you get uh when you get Michael all the way candy too. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. You yeah. pulled a name <laughs> out there. You gotta think Michael all the kind Was Kwame no nah, Kwame wasn't the first pick, was he? Actually, he no, was. Yes, he was. He was. He, was. Yeah, he, was. he did become serviceable later in his career, though. <laughs> Ryan, thing, though. Ryan was Lee was the number two pick, and he's just most remembered for getting drunk and getting on drugs and getting kicked out of the NFL. He's like a coach Screaming now match at reporters in the locker room. Attacking a linebacker. I mean, attacking a, attacking a reporter and having Junior Seau restrain him in the locker room. All right, man, you, you know? better go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I think mean, he's doing good now for himself. Though. I think he's I, doing good. I wonder what that general manager is doing right about now. I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby, bro. Boy, <laughs> those those draft picks that them general managers had to dread. Too. It's like, dude, like, what was I thinking? You think it's so sad. I know I was young at the time. I actually thought people were crazy. I thought Ryan Leaf was the better. You know, that was the big debate at the time. Who's better, Ryan Leaf or Peyton Manning? And at the time, I was like, man, I don't see how you don't take Ryan Leaf because he had the big arm and all this good stuff. You didn't know he was crazy. So, <laughs> biggest biggest thing to know about me, I'm a Tennessee fan, but I've never been a huge Peyton Manning fan at all. I know he didn't win that championship. He, he, I like T. He, Martin way better. Yeah, he was the quarterback. Yeah, he got with, ring, he, that's why. He, he was the quarterback when Steve Spurrier said you can't you can't spell Man, citrus. I don't want to talk about T. Martin in Tennessee. And Kendrick, you already know why. You know what I'm saying? Lost it, lost the championship game, man. He got T. That's the T. Martin, man. I tell you, hey, and you, you know, I don't want to talk about no T. Martin. No, we're not gonna talk about T. Martin. That was our year, right there. Yeah. We don't want to talk about no T. Martin. That was all We should have won that game. You know what? That's for you. had to come back. We're going to have to roast you. We're going to roast you. Tennessee Volunteers. talking about some damn T. Martin. I don't know if we got any type of graphics or anything for this, but we can kind of get into the kind of tired of them. I know people got stuff to do. So let's kind of just talk about some of the stuff that happened in the draft, man. Like, not the draft as far as, like, players get drafted, but some of this foolishness that happened. With some of these oh. fans, <laughs> I tell you, hey, hey, hey Isaiah, hey, uh, Wilson, Isaiah Wilson's mom is the MVP. Yeah, she got her <laughs> out of there. She showed you. No, no. So my, I'm, my, tell you, I'm gonna tell you who the MVP is. The MVP is old boy that got that old boy whose daddy fell out in the middle of the flow, rolling yeah. all over the flow. Get up! He got up and he called his sister on Facetime like. We out the projects, baby. We made it. We out the <laughs> what hood. We got money. Where, 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 where was the uh, Dave Chappelle skit when he was like, "I'm rich"? Well, I don't say the word. So, like, what made it? What made it so bad, though? What made it so bad, though, was the uh, the wife was in there telling him, "We dignified. We dignified." He got dignified. My foot. We made it. <laughs> it's over with. It seemed like an episode of the Good Times or so. <laughs> Yo, so my question, hey, that, hey, that that man, that, that man was too turned. All right, so my question is, do you think that was C.D. Lamb's agent calling? That's what he said, no. but I don't know. He might be getting no. that that uh, he might be getting that Instagram DM video. No, <laughs> no, no, no. See, see, this is one of them girls that C.D. used to be with on the magic carpet back in kindergarten, and so she wanted to speak to him. Want to get with it? Ah, uh, you got that video for us, there? Yeah. Well, this is just a video of him. I'm talking about like the draft video. Hey, and you know the girl that uh, he was talking to, or the girl he's dating now, is is Trey Young's ex girlfriend. Right. Somebody we told me that. Yeah. Yeah, ex girlfriend. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's do the play-by-play. 125? Now, watch his head. Watch his eyes. Watch his mouth. and Watch him shake his head like, no. Don't start this. No. Just skip to that part. 
received the number 13 overall pick from the Indianapolis Colts in exchange. Is it? See there, trying to claim a man's getting really fat clothes. Yes, it didn't show. It had it before. Oh well. Oh well. But we'll work on it. We'll work on these graphics for the next show, ladies and gentlemen. But I we have got, this one. We got some. Got some. We got some in the tabs open. <laughs> oh, this one too. Oh yeah, I think some have speculated that's the stepmom. Stepmama, grandmama, somebody. It's like, old nah, they fat. She don't look that old. She don't look grandmama old. You can't see a fact. That dress looks grandmama-ish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but man. it was funny. But mama was like, no, uh so Ain't touching my baby. You ain't getting nothing. But see, with the CD, with the CBCD, Elemental P, whatever his name is. <laughs> CB Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I don't know what the letters are, but Bro, I said, I'm no peace. I don't know. I don't know if somebody was calling or not or what. It don't matter. <laughs> I think the girl thought, hmm, he ain't gonna do nothing because we on TV. That's what that was about. Hey, she got that man got that awareness though. He, he wanted to talk to the picture no he reason. Thought that was uh, kind of <laughs> sneak in there, and he was like, "Nah, I ain't having that dude was smooth." Michael mm. Jackson, smooth criminal, son. All right. So, I don't know. What was the other one? Isaiah Wilson, man. What was up with that? Like, well, I mean, hey. my, the real question ain't, like, we know it was wild. But the real question is, does she make the trip to Nashville? Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think baby girl going to Nashville. I really don't. She don't make the trip. We won't see her in Nashville. I live here. We probably won't see her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, think- my, my thing, what I saw – um, what somebody put on here, I don't know if it's true or not, but they claim they had the inside story that it was already some stuff going on in the house anyway. Apparently, they got a on and off relationship. She shows up for the draft. You know, they was already in the jersey too. In the old high school jersey too. Yeah, she had the high school jersey on. But the thing about <laughs> it, he got his head down like that. You see her, she was like this. Where the camera at? Where the camera? I'm trying to get on this. Well, she was just like thing. that. Like, Dude, this is not your time. And then I already know what happened because you see mom try to get her, right? And then so she just sits there. And she's probably like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. And she's like, <laughs> teacher, what you what you learned how to do them pancakes box runs. <laughs> like, I'm going to show you when you get his trouble. <laughs> him up. Got, got her body to He probably threw out the house right then and there. Hey, oh, well, here's the thing. You know, oh, what? He didn't, even, he didn't even react to it. He kind of was like, That's mama. Oh. What you gonna do? Man, mama. <laughs> hey, no. Nah. Now, nah, mama wins that one every time. Every time. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, the, uh, the other moment people were talking about, too. Y'all know what that moment was. What's that? What's the other one? That would be the moment where Isaiah, uh, the kid from, uh, the kid from uh, Clemson got drafted. Because Lord have mercy, you would have thought people, you would have thought his girlfriend got drafted the way they were talking about his girlfriend. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I might have missed that one. I oh, might go look that. Showtime. Oh, it's already what? happened, I think. You know what, what is this? Come on, Derek. You know, I mean, hey, baby, they took it off the internet, man. What you want me to do? I'm Googling <laughs> it. <laughs> Who is this? Who is this? That's, That's the Wilson. One Becky got, when, got uh, snatched up. Yeah, she already oh, I guess they didn't show the. They took it off. They took it off the draft clip. 
That's why they, they have, YouTube that's why you have, open, that's why you have YouTube, YouTube, man. <laughs> you know, it's out there. It's out there. It's not going anywhere. But you know, I mean, who got? I don't have. I didn't have time to go through all them people's videos to find a done clip. You know, people got car. eight, nine yeah. minute clips where they talk about it. He gonna cry in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He's sorry, uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, it's maybe just a reasonable suggestion. Most people just go on YouTube. Baby. We we appreciate all your hard work, dude. You know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. When I since y'all want to try, no, no, who put the show together? The person put the show together. She had it done clips. So don't put it, it on. Ain't that, it ain't that deep, man. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, y'all. So uh, let's go ahead and get to because uh, when so, I put a show together, I have all my links. Let's just finish it up. My grandmama gave me that clip. Let's just finish it up, guys. Uh, so, guys, do y'all like it? Uh, so, I'll I shoot you first, first Stephen. So, did you like the virtual draft format? You know, without, you know, all the extra stuff, dudes hugging Goodell for whatever reason. Um, did you like the virtual draft format? Do you think so? Maybe we should just go ahead and do going forward. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it was I different. It was interesting. I, I, now, well, I, 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 miss, like, I miss the uh, the regular interactions. Go ahead, Steve. I mean, I, I miss the re- I miss the interactions with that with, with uh, Commissioner Goodell, but I felt like you know the virtual they got straight to the point. You saw a lot of the raw emotions from everybody, so I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. It was very My- personal, like you said, with that raw emotional. I think being in your in a in a in your home in that setting. It made it made that because you see them they they don't really just tear up at the draft you know it's because it's all glamorous is glamorous and you know you got the flashing lights and everybody suited and booted and everything you know you might catch a tear or two here and there but then they get up there and they're like yeah dog nah, I gotta made it but you at the house with your mama your grandmama <laughs> all that kind of stuff your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one of so, your girl, one of your girlfriends your baby yeah, mama of, right. And so, but you're at, at home, you know, at, in the comfort of your home, you know, on the couch that you about to burn or give, you know, to Goodwill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you like the pops that fell on the floor. We didn't made it. Bye-bye, these roach-infested walls. I am gone. So <laughs> they are excited. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, say the one thing I hated the most. Can I give you the one thing I hated the most? What is it? Man, I didn't like it. There's some of the stuff they throwing out there about these players, man. I was like, uh, if these players signed off on it, okay, I get it. Yeah. Nah. But if they didn't and didn't throw some of that stuff, like T. Higgins, why throw out that his mom been dealing with drugs? I think from ESPN standpoint with that one, it's kind of like they be trying to make it like it's a, a narrative. He overcame so much, but really – he didn't overcome that. That's his mama. Like, they ain't got nothing to do with him in a way. It got something to do with him, but they ain't got nothing to do with him. But well, you know, I'm going to disagree. It got something to do with him now. Like you said, that's your mama. He has been doing yeah. that for years, though. I mean, yeah, this ain't nothing new. They always do that. I mean, they didn't even have nothing up for Willie, but the two bad things that he did. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's asinine because these are some of their biggest moments in their, in their history. And you want to – they've already discussed this in the pre-draft process. You well, know what I'm saying? Well, so I think, why not focus on the good for a change? Well, I'll say this. I think that's a little unfair as far as with the Willie thing. I think Willie stuff, no, maybe we don't think he's a low-character guy or anything like that, but his stuff is quite fresh. Like, truth be told, this is not 
maybe not the most fair statement at all. Some of the stuff Willie did might have contributed heavily to the coach getting fired. I mean, that's just being real. So we got to, like, I mean, it's probably a fair statement. He doesn't punch Gary Schrader. We still got a head coach. Uh, we still got we, – Mike Leach isn't our head coach right now. I, I mean – I'm going to – I think we still lose. Well, well, hold on. Hey, hold hey, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, though. Hold on. Can we attribute this to – the greatness of what of what he did got y'all a better coach, because let's be honest. Let's be honest now. Morehead wasn't all that fire. Morehead was not all that fire at all. So to get you a air raid sort of controversial Mike Leach, way better upgrade there. <laughs> oh yeah, I ain't, I ain't tripping off it at all. It's just, I mean, you got to be real. Like I don't think. He is being wrong because you got to think Willie played five games this year, and most of what everybody talks about, he was involved. The two biggest incidents in the program the last year. I mean, uh, that's one where it's almost fair for ESPN to bring it up. Like, not a Jeffrey thing. That mess had happened three years previous, and that happened in high school, and he had no problem since then. And that's the one thing they bring up about him, and that's why they got roasted. But like some of this other stuff, I don't know. I mean, that's just part of it. Um, that just comes with it. You think they want to talk about all that stuff with Johnny Manziel? Like, that's his narrative. He ain't in the NFL right now for a reason. So, let's go ahead and just close this out, guys. Uh, you know, this is a Bulldog podcast. We discussed a little bit just basic NFL, but let's talk about some of the dogs. And they're looking forward to next year with the draft. Like, how many dogs next year you think got a chance to get drafted? You can throw names, so on and so forth. But what Bulldogs you think get drafted next year? Uh, Derek, I'll go to you first. Well, number one, I think Colin Hill is going to get drafted. Um, he is the, has the highest ceiling of any Bulldog. I mean, he was entering the draft this year, but decided to stay in stay in school and come back for his senior year to see what he could do in the Mike Leach offense. Um, up next, I mean, um, we have a lot of young talent on this squad. I mean, like, you know, Outside of Colin, let's see who I think could possibly get drafted. Maybe Osiris, um, if he has a good senior year. Um, outside of that, we don't really have anybody that's going to – or Errol, of course, the linebacker. Uh, everybody else, maybe I see undrafted free agents because, you know, I just don't think we're going to have we don't, we're gonna have the draft capital that we had this year. Maybe Stuart Reese, you know, maybe Kobe Jones. I mean, these are all guys who – excuse me? Kobe Jones. I mean, maybe it depends on what the senior year he has. Yeah. I mean, all these guys just haven't – they haven't made their, their total impact yet. So they have one year outside of the offensive lineman. You know, Allen lost his position. You know what I'm saying? Got it back, lost it again, got it back. I mean, so – I mean, it just depends on what we do underneath, under Mike Leach. I mean, new system, they got to adjust to it. So we have to see what we're going to be, what we're going to put on the field for. I can really say, outside of Kyler, who really has a shot of getting drafted, because our wide receivers, even though we now have a pass type of coach, you know, got to see if they're going to be able to catch the ball. And, and KJ Costello, of course, you know, if he comes in and has a good year, uh, he definitely could get drafted. Um, you project to go first round, but whatever. Um, so I guess I just jump in. Like KJ Costello, obviously he's a projected first round pick for next year. I think that's automatic unless he gets hurt and goes all Tommy Stevens masher, but he still got drafted. 
So, I mean, when we would say Mississippi State got three quarterbacks drafted in six or seven years, but that would be very rare. Um, you're talking about KJ Costello, you come on Kyle, and I think he's probably a third or fourth round guy. And then you throw in Stuart Reese, he's a guy that can be a swing guard tackle. He'll probably got a good chance of getting drafted. Um, three year, I mean, he's been a three year starter so far. You're looking at Marky Spencer potentially. I think he has to have a big senior year, though. I still hadn't really seen it from him, no way he's made that type of impact. Arrow, of course, I mean, he's a traditional 3-4 backer. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a true 3-4 backer. And then you throw in – I think Marcus Murphy is the name I would really watch out for, though. Marcus Murphy, I, he's the name I would watch out for at that free safety position. I think he's a guy – I could see him being a definite second-rounder, maybe first – well, maybe not first-round talent. He's a guy that can draft high with a great year if he decides to go, um, go pro early. So, I think we got a chance to have five, six guys for sure. Um, it just depends on how the year goes for the rest of them. Like, I like Javante Payton is the name I would keep an eye on at the receiver position, though. So, Steven, what are some of the guys on Mississippi State team you can see maybe um, getting a shot at the league next year? Definitely E.T. I like Eero Thompson. Um, I like Coggin Hill. I, mean, I want to see K.J. Costello for real. Though. I want to see what K.J. does. Man, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, though. C.J. Morgan. There's a guy. C.J. C, C. Morgan. I like C.J. Morgan. I'm going to hear your explanation on this. Please explain this to me. Go ahead. Explain C.J. Morgan. Yeah, please tell me why he's going to be drafted. I know I'm a board dog. Please explain this to me. Okay, I know he played in nine games last year, but in those nine games, he was productive with those 59 tackles. He's going to have to stay healthy, though. But, I mean, he, he's got an ability to make a roster either as a slot corner, maybe as an outside guy, mm-hmm. but his footwork just a little bit better. But he's smart. He's a little I'm, bit more instinctive than what folks give him credit for. I'm a, I mean, uh, corner? I, I mean, safety maybe, but corner? He said slot corner. Slot corner. Uh, he, so, now, hey, I learned – I mean, I'm going to give Steven – I'm just going to sit back and wait wait on that one because I've had other friends tell me about guys, and I'd be like, no, nah, man, I don't see it. Okay. Then they end up doing it. So, I'm going to trust Steven. Like, I know you know what you're talking about, so I'm going to wait to see on that one. We're going to stick an asterisk by that one right now. <laughs> We're going to make a gentleman's bet on that. We're going to see. Like, I don't think he's a bad mm, – the best player. But at the same time, like, we'll see. All right, so, Mike, who do you think on that Bulldog roster coming from next year got a chance of getting drafted? Are you muted? Nobody? No, anything. He probably ain't. Mike, it's on you, dude. My oh, okay. He's uh, Let's see. It's getting late. That's why I said I'm trying to wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> well, as far as Bulldogs, I will say I'm not as familiar, but uh, I will say that this about Mike Leach. Two things will happen. One, a receiver will have a breakout year and get another. <laughs> Second thing, the offense will probably score as much, score at a rapid pace or a pretty good pace that a defensive player will have inflated stats and he'll get looked at in the NFL. So that's two team, two people right there. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you probably have two other players that will probably be secondary players that have pretty good numbers, which will be inflated as well. So I'm going with four <laughs> players from Mississippi State getting drafted next year. Some of the inflated numbers alone. Off yeah, of, uh, the Mike yeah brother, we got to get you back on here to talk about that while I'm taking you talking big noise. Inflated numbers? Ah. Oh. Um, uh, facts. Oh, I'll let you close it out, uh, Coach Bill. Well, I'm I'm just gonna I mean I don't want, I'm gonna use my time. I'm just gonna say Errol Thompson and um 
your boy Jay Short. Um, he got a shot at getting drafted with whether we whether you know, like him or not, and whether I think he's you know gonna he's be a draftable player. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, that that you said it perfectly. He's a draftable player. But I want to take this time to ask the guys. I don't know about Tennessee's roster, but I know we had a guy from Mississippi on Alabama's roster to get drafted. I just want to see if Steve can just tell us about him. What do you think about him and how he's going to you know, make it in the league? Come on, Raekwon Davis. Yes, sir. <laughs> I want it. It comes down to how bad does Raekwon want it, man, for real. Because I've been around him, and I remember 2017, his sophomore year, Prior to the season, I think he was at bar 17 on the west side and uh, got shot in the leg Mm -hmm. and survived Mm. that shot in the leg and went on to have a beast of a season. And then after that, the numbers kind of disappeared. Now, he still found ways to be productive, but just the big numbers were not there. They're going to end up putting him at defensive tackle because he's 6'6", 3'11", but it's how bad does Raekwon want it? Because when, when I watch him at times, and sometimes he feels like he's a bad dude. And other times he take plays off. Mentally, how bad does he really want it? I would love to say, uh, I know I have a cousin who went to Meridian. He actually played D-Tackle at Meridian. He always talked about Raekwon Davis. And I always argued that Jeffrey was better. And I would just like to publicly say I was right. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will say this. I, I honestly think, and I've always said, I think... He's gotten as far as he's gotten because of his size. He got the tools for sure. Uh, he ha- he's an athlete too, though. I mean, when when he gets going, he gets going. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's true. Is he anybody got- up there in Tennessee from from uh, Mississippi? Do you know? Nah, nah, not really. They, they transferred the wide receiver. He transferred out. I can't remember his name. Right. Got that's double in up there. Okay, I, I get it. Well, they they with them more. They're they're looking more. Uh, they're actually going into Alabama again, players. They actually got a player out of Alabama, a five-star uh, defensive end, I believe. Oh, is he one of like number one player in the country or something like that? No, nah, he wasn't the number one player in the country, but he's up there. But he definitely – uh, uh, They got there. the Brooks kid. Don't worry. The Brooks kid. Yeah. From Alabama, I believe. Well, we had one to uh, – we had one to verbally commit to Tennessee, but he ended up going to uh, Memphis, one of my old players. Uh, uh-huh. So he's uh he's over there shining at Memphis as a true freshman this past season. I was very proud of my man Jaleel Clemens. Shout out Starkville in the <laughs> building. What oh Starkville player doing something in college? Oh, I'm gonna stop. But uh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Kid, if they come through, come through Zoom on you. Hello, Tennessee Titans. Y'all have a receiver over there. What's up? Oh, AJ Brown. Okay, okay. So that's two, uh, hey, two, hey, hey, players, hey. two players out of 20, 30 years. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm trying to get over to the facility to check them out, though. Uh-huh. It, it was nice, though. I'm trying to get over to the facility uh, this offseason when you know when they are able to get to the you know, – I was say, what facility you get to? <laughs> looks like a linebacker, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen them live, so trust me, I know. That <laughs> like a hey, I'm going to say this Save for – for Jay Short and um, AJ, if your <laughs> school ain't did nothing, don't come with all that jabber, all that yang yang talking stuff. You forget that our first round draft pick got hurt. So whatever. <laughs> so 
So what school you went to? What high school? I went to Caledonia High School. Caledonia right. High School. Yes, yes. Right. Okay. Hey, a, hey just to get, let y'all know, there's a couple guys from my high school that actually are in the NFL right now. Actually, uh, I didn't play with them, but uh, Derek Barnett, first-round draft pick for the Philadelphia Eagles, and Jalen Ramsey went to my high school, too. Seriously, Jalen Ramsey? Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's I didn't know, know he was from Tennessee. I thought he was from, like, Florida or something. Nah, he's from he's from Nashville. That's, he seems, that's he seems like oh. a Florida guy. He well, just seems, he seems my like... high school, Callaway has two. Breland speaks for my Chiefs. And Tom Champion just got signed by the Seahawks. Mr. Hurt, Nick Fitzgerald. Okay. Um, uh, I actually interviewed him once. But... Some more if you want me to tell, but I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had fun, guys. Yeah, man, this was fun. Like, it was a little longer, but I think it was fun just talking football, man. I'm, I kind of – do it again. Yeah, we, I get kind of enthused. I told y'all guys it would work. I come on and grace. Oh, yeah, you got to come back. We got to talk ready. about that game. Got to talk about that ready. game. I'll be ready. It's talking football for a good hour and a half. I love doing that. I mean, what what else is better to do during the quarantine? All right, so uh, I'm just going to sit with a simple side. I just want to thank all the guys for coming on. Just for the sake of time, we don't need to do all the pleasantries at the end. Um, I think uh, I just want to thank Steven, Mike, Coach Ville, Derek, for being on here tonight. I mean, it was a great, fun talk. Hope the fans enjoy it when they watch it. It is kind of long, so you probably have to break it into pieces. But, you know, just being able to talk about the Bulldogs, the SEC, and everything that just, I guess, goes with the NFL draft from Mississippi State. Just want to thank y'all for uh, joining us tonight. And then AJ will say, K-bye. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs! <laughs> <laughs>